Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi guys, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football. And I'm Andrew Ballard from What Culture Football. And we are here with all of today's football news. Don't forget, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts when you are out and about. And we start today, Andrew, with some good news for Spurs fans. Yes, um, not one, but possibly two transfers for Tottenham. Uh, One that seems, and both from Real Madrid, um, Mm. one that is kind of a done deal, if you believe, Fabrizio Romano, who is obviously one of the most reliable sources on on the planet. Um, he's saying that Spurs have pretty much done a deal to sign Sergio Regulon, the, the left-back from Real Madrid, who was, uh, of course, on loan last season at Sevilla, a Sevilla side that won the Europa League, uh, dumped out Manchester United, dumped out Wolves. He looked very impressed to himself. Mm. Um, but he's 23-year-old left-back. It's a fee in the region of €30 million Euros has been agreed between Spurs and Real Madrid. Uh, and also, according to Romano, that there's already personal terms agreed with the player. And so it's just the case of signing the official documents I guess a medical, and then this one is done. Um, uh, Manchester United were in vain, mm. but the, the thing that put United off was that the Real Madrid wanted one a buyback clause in there, and two uh, to be made of any any interest in the player mm. in the future. And United kind of just went, "No, we're all right, mate." Um, whereas Spurs went, "Yeah, it's cool, whatever. We're, we're, <laughs> we're good with that." So that is what the the, the, the agreement that is part of the deal. So Real Madrid could buy him back in the future. Um, but yeah, Tottenham needed a left back, really. Danny, well, I mean Ben Davis as a well been a whole lot of love for Ben Davis. He had a horror back pass at the weekend, but forgetting that, a whole lot of love for Ben Davis. But their other left back, of course, Danny Rose, and that's a Danny Rose who has not been given a squad number this season. And there's talk of him maybe moving to January, I think it was, um, over the weekend. So he seems out. Um, out of the exit door, but coming in the door is is Sergio Regulon, um, that left back. Which, I mean, it's, it seems to be a great signing for Spurs. Um, but that's not it. That's not all because the probably the bigger story on this, but one that's slightly less official right now, is Gareth Bale. Now, was it yesterday we were talking about Gareth Bale to Manchester United or the day before? Either mm-hmm. way, it's that's been a story. Um, but now it looks like Spurs is a very viable option for Gareth Bale. Um, Spurs clearly are keen on the player. Uh, Jose Mourinho has been keen on him since he was at Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Um, and most interestingly in all of this is Jonathan Barnett, who is somebody I don't have that much time for. But Gareth Bale's agent has come out and said <laughs> that the exact quote is, Gareth still loves Spurs. We are talking, as in Real Madrid and Spurs, uh, it's where he wants to be. So 
Jonathan Barnett saying the right thing on behalf of Gareth Bale. That was uh, Jonathan Barnett talking to BBC Sport Wales. Um, and yeah, it looks like the, the, the Gareth Bale to Spurs story to pick up some pace. Uh, at the moment, it looks like it would be an initial a one-year loan deal with Spurs paying 50% of his wages. But there is the option that Gareth Bale is available to purchase for as little as 20 million euros. Um, and again, Real Madrid will then subsidise half of his £600,000 a week wages. <laughs> it's So, I mean, if you want to buy him, it's it's a great deal in terms of you're still going to pay 300 grand a week, but 20 million euro fee for a player that Spurs sold for £85 million in 2013. And you look at what he's done since he left Spurs. It's seven seasons at Real Madrid. He's won four Champions Leagues, two La Ligas, uh, I think a couple of FIFA, FIFA World Club Cups, 105 goals in 251 games for Real Madrid. One of Real Madrid's greatest all-time players of the modern era. Yeah, he doesn't get that respect right now um, from the Madristas. And But maybe it's back off to, uh, I was going to say White Hart Lane, but the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I've always said that they should have put respect on his name the moment he scored that Copa del Rey goal against Barca where he ran off the pitch. I, in fact, I think it's you only have those football clips you sort of watch on a sort of biannual basis. I think it's time. I think I need to go and watch this immediately after this because I love that goal. I have, and the fact he makes the keeper brilliant. Um, but yeah, I also this reminds me of like when Apple try and sell me a new iPhone and they go, could be yours for just the low, low price of 300 grand a week. It's like, <laughs> oh, right. I mean, yeah. you know, the 20 million for him is a good deal, but it's yeah. also 300 grand a week. And that's with Real Madrid uh, offering to pay half his wages. Well, but I have to say, I think this is the best for, for, for all parties. Obviously, yeah. Real Madrid want to get him off the books. Spurs really feel like they need uh, a sort of flagship signing, and, and I, you know, the, the left back that they're linked to, whose name, well, the reason you're doing that story is I can't pronounce his surname, but and I probably butchered it as but, well. Yeah, there, but yeah, uh, but so I, think that's a, I think that's a great signing for them. And I think, you know, we talked about it with United, I think United should focus all their energy on getting Jaden Sancho. I think Gareth Bale would really mess up that system. He just it's square pegs and round holes for that. But I think, you know, for, for Spurs, for Bale, I think it works best for everyone. I would personally love to see him back in the Premier League. And uh, yeah, we'll keep our... The, the fact that this is properly... We're not properly come out because, as you said, it's sort of you know, back channels through to you know BBC Sport Wales. But yeah, yeah exciting times. And, uh, and as we always say, we'll keep posted on any developments with this. Yeah, an interesting slight bit when I dug into this is that this it, it's kind of rumours but there was talk that possibly Daniel Levy had offered Deli Alley the other way to Real Madrid as a way to because he seemingly had a bust up with Jose I mean Deli Alley was subbed at half time in, in the game against Everton this past weekend the opening game in the well, the opening weekend of the Premier League but I mean we've seen Jose take players off after I think Eric Dyer was hooked after maybe 27 minutes or 30 minutes or something in maybe Jose's first game and we saw him do that time and time again at Manchester United a lot at Chelsea where he takes players off early and so maybe people are reading something into that that isn't there but from watching the All or Nothing documentary he I mean, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, but you know there's a bit of truth there where he constantly berates Deli Ali for being mm. awful in training and being lazy. And I don't know, but yeah, maybe that's part... I, I don't know. This just it, To me, I think Gareth Bale back to the Premier League would be great. So what you're saying in, with regards to this deal, it's kind of Ali or nothing. <laughs> that's me. 
Let's move on to Jack Grealish. He signed a new five-year deal. Uh, with I think Astrid. I might bail out of the video yeah, yeah, right now. Good. Um, he signed a new deal through to 2025. Significant pay rise, of course. Uh, bigger buyout clause, of course, with uh, Man United and Arsenal have been sniffing around Jack Grealish this summer. Uh, they did a sort of cheesy video that caused not only Grealish's name to trend, but Fabian Dell. <laughs> forget that time when he's like, I'm an Aston Villa player through. Oh, Man City are here. Bye. Hi guys, Jack Grealish here. Uh, delighted to say that I've signed a new deal with Aston Villa. Um, uh, I, I'm not really surprised at this, and I still don't think this means Jack Grealish is going to be a Villa player for the next five years. But but good work for Villa for, for getting this through and kind of um, dispelling any rumours for this season at least. Yeah, and I think as well, if you look at some of the players they've brought in already, I mean, Ollie Watkins got his first goal last night for the club, which we'll we'll get into in a bit, um, and some of the players are being linked with, and to then tie Jack Grealish down in theory for five years, that's uh, or at least for this to have him on board for this coming season, then it's it's positive for Villa, and, and it looks like uh, Emi Martinez, the, the goalkeeper at Arsenal, that seems a done deal now. Who I th- I thought he was, I was so impressed with him when he came in towards the end of last season when Ben Leno was injured, um, but uh, with the, the Jack Grealish one, it's um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good deal. But what was interesting, I, I caught um, the post-match interview from from Villa's game last night against Burton, mm. and there was an interview with Jack Grealish, and he got man in the match, and it was kind of awkward because he had to pick a great up. goal as well in he that did. game. But it was awkward seeing it where they went right, Jack, man in the match. You uh, present yourself with a trophy because obviously social distancing, so he yeah. just kind of picks up this thing. Like, <laughs> Thanks. Um, but it was fun where he's saying like, yeah, well there was there was some interest in me, and yeah, there were a few clubs sniffing around, and then and then there, and then they interviewed Dean Smith about five minutes afterwards. And he went, thing is, nobody came in for him, nobody put a bid in for him. So maybe I don't know, maybe Grealish was hoping for that move to a Manchester United or wherever, and. I mean, the stories were Villa wanted 60, 70, 80 million. Those figures were being touted around. And you're just thinking, no, not not in this market uh, to me, not for Jack Grealish. He's, he's an exceptional footballer, but no. And I think maybe Villa had priced him out the market and it was a case of, all right, I'll sign then for now and we'll see what happens. But no, it, on, on paper, it's a great, um, a great signing for Villa because I think if Grealish were to leave, I think the amount of money uh, and the the punt it would have taken on somebody to, to replace him that could have gone wrong, then yeah, it's, it's a little, I mean, not quite to that level, but it's a bit like the Aubameyang situation at Arsenal where I think that's having him re-sign this, this yeah. year was the best bit of business they did or, or they've done so far um, because it's just how do you replace that if he goes? And I think that would, would have been Villa's big conundrum with uh, if Grealish went. But yeah, great news for Villa fans for now. For now. Yeah, great sign. Uh, great to get that, that that signing on the dotted line, and also, yeah, the Martinez thing. I think it's really good. I heard yes. a Villa fan on Five Live the other day suggesting that they were signing Martinez to be a uh, backup to Tom Heaton, who I still think is a great goalkeeper. And uh, Chris sort of nearly exploded when he heard that. So that was. I heard just... that exact. Uh, I heard that exact call. I think it was the Saturday night or, or Sunday yeah. night from six or six, and it's like. A club like Aston Villa isn't spending twenty million pounds on a goalkeeper to sit on the bench, and I I, I love Tom Heaton, but he is still injured right now. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. Anyway, from one Midlands club to another, um, to the Black Country and West Bromwich Albion have uh, have made a signing in the last twenty four hours. The, I know the the free transfer of yes, he is still playing football, Branislav Ivanovic, um, which uh, to me. I think it's a good bit of business. It's it's only a one-year contract. He is 36. Um, he's been available since uh, since July when his contract at Zenit St. Petersburg expired. Um, he'd had, I think it was three and a half seasons there, won two Russian Premier Leagues, a Russian Cup. Of course, 
of, has already got three Premier League winners medals to his name and a Champions League medal and three FA Cups and a Europa League medal and a League Cup medal from his time at Chelsea where he spent I think nine seasons there so I mean he knows the Premier League he's very very experienced um, and it's it's a, I think it's a shrewd bit of business from Slavin Bilic where it's it's a team that it's a team that's obviously back in the Premier League they could do with someone steady at the back I mean you think at 36, Ivanovic was never the quickest of players, um, and it, I'll be I'm more intrigued to see whether they play him as a right back or if maybe he plays as a centre half because I mean he can play centre back and that's why he's playing a lot for the national team, uh, but uh, for the most of his time at Chelsea he was always a right back. He's a very mm. attacking right back, but you're thinking is he going to be making those sort of attacking runs from right back at 36? Um, We'll see, but I think on a free transfer for a one-year deal, it's it's a sensible signing. Yeah, exactly. It'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Like on the one hand, it sort of stinks of a signing that a club that knows they're going to be in a relegation dogfight and may well get relegated would make. On the other hand, like you say, look at the experience he brings to this club. He's, he was a quality defender back in the day. I haven't kept that much tabs of him at Zenit Saint Petersburg. I'll hold my hands up. Um, but he could he could provide it provide that sort of experience, knowledge, and, and talent to that back line that could yeah. be the difference maker. Very, very interesting to see and, how he slots into that West Brom side. Yeah, I think as well the one of the reasons it also makes sense for West Brom is I kind of get the feeling with West Brom and maybe Fulham that given the, the the circumstances right now and how things are in the world and in the world of football, it seems like those two in particular of the promoter clubs aren't going mm. out to spend massive amounts of money and. In a way, I, don't, I, I mean, I'm sure they, they're not thinking about, well, we're going to get relegated, definitely. But I think maybe they're, they're possibly thinking, well, yeah, we'll just take this hit this season. Mm. We'll, we'll go back down. We'll come back. Because yes. it, it's if you go out and spend a lot, a lot of money this summer um, and get relegated, I, I just I think just the, the world of football and the finances involved are completely skewed right now. Is it bounce back Chris ability? The, the coin that was turned bounce, all those years yeah, yeah, Chris Kamara, bounce back ability. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if Fulham and West Brom maybe... I mean, not going into the season knowing they're going to get relegated, no. but it's not the worst thing in the world and they're not going to spend a lot, a lot of money. Um, and so in that case, Ivanovic on a free uh, free transfer for one year, sensible. Taking one step back to potentially take two steps forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's wrap up with the EFL Cup results from last night. Uh, undoubtedly, the uh, well, not the game to watch, but the highlights to, to take a look at. AFC Bournemouth, Crystal Palace. I don't know why I say AFC Bournemouth. Bournemouth versus Crystal Palace. Uh, it finished nil-nil. 11-10 to Bournemouth on penalties. Uh, Asmir Begovic missed his penalty. That was saved by Wenhesi, who had the chance to be the hero. He blazed the penalty uh, over the bar. And then I think Milivojevic missed Palace's crucial penalty to hand the victory to Bournemouth. No real major upsets. West Ham beating Char Charlton Athletics 3-0. Watford scraping by Oxford United on penalties after drawing one all. Um, we also had Villa, as we mentioned, leaving it late against Burton Albion, scoring two late goals to win that one 3-1. Newcastle, uh, the hairy tie against uh, Blackburn Rovers. They won 1-0. I think Blackburn had a, a shot cleared off the line or a chance she cleared off the line late on. Um, but yeah, EFL Cup, a, a tournament I completely forgot about happening, to be honest, uh, yesterday until all my Villa fans that I know on uh, WhatsApp were getting very excited about Jack Grealish's goal last night. Uh, also worth pointing out, Leighton Orient beat Pl uh, Plymouth Argyle to set up a match against Spurs, I believe, mm -hmm. and Luton beat Reading 1-0 uh, to set up a match against Manchester United. Some mouth-watering ties in the... Fourth round, I want to say. I'm... 
um, possibly. Um, I like, like you. I've kind of almost forgot the League Cup was just kicking in until I think it was Monday, and it's like, oh, there's watch the, the two Premier League games on Monday night. It's like, wonder what games are tomorrow. It's like, oh, sh- there's a whole <laughs> load of League Cup games or, or Carabao Cup, as, as it is officially known these days. Yeah, um, fan of Carabao. I've definitely never drank that. No, it, I, I mean, I'm sure it's lovely, but it just looks radioactive. Just that's just the, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's just the can without even opening it. I'm sure it's really nice, but um, yeah, I, uh, I just remember the Coca Cola Cup, which is a far cooler name yeah. back in the day, or the Worthington's Cup. Worthington but, was the one, yeah, yeah, but no, now with the Carabao Cup, but yeah, the, the or, yeah, I, I just saw parts of these games, so I, I can't go into too much detail on, but I did see that penalty shootout and. Wales is number one, Wayne Hennessy having that moment and then having essentially a Chris Waddle moment. It was just, yeah. And then David Brooks stepped up for Bournemouth, coolly scored and and then Begovic saved from uh, from Luke Milovic. So it's, yeah, that was Wayne Hennessy having that once in a lifetime moment to oh, save man. the pen. And then it's, it's all on you, mate. Just just pop it in the corner. Do a Kevin Pressman. Top yeah. bins. It's but not no. a goal kick, Wayne. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was just, oh. God, God I don't know why I'm good, you know. I, I, I'm guaranteed in a fresh situation I'd miss a penalty, but still. I've never missed one, in, and, I, and I was a penalty taker, but that was a long time ago, and now my knees don't work. And, obviously... and I, can't, I can't even take penalties on FIFA, so there we go. Go and watch it, though. It's well worth, well worth checking out that penalty show. I love, I love a really drawn-out one, a really tense one. Go and check that out. Uh, and let us know your thoughts on... I seem to remember Joe Hart, one of the... I think it was the European under 21s championships. I'm yes. sure it's so hot against the Dutch, and he just put it in the right in the top corner. Um, but then I'm sure England lost that one, and it went to something stupid like nearly 20 penalties each. And yeah, I'd, I'd have to do some digging on that because I've slept since then. That was about 2005. Paul Villamoyevich, by the way, just must have thought, right, well, score my penalty. That's my work done for the evening. Yeah. And then comes back around. Good. Well, uh, David right. Brooks was on form for that. David Brooks was prepared. Another Welsh international. Right. Good work. Uh, let us know your thoughts on that and all today's news stories in the comment section below. And don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Uh, and subscribe to What Coach Football, wherever you get your podcasts from. The daily football podcast when you are out and about as well. Uh, you can also continue the conversation on Twitter at WhatCultureFC. Watch there. Follow both of us. You can follow Andrew at... You can follow me at Cultured Left Peg. And you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC, as I said. But this has been today's football news. My thanks to Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.